if you go back to like the early stages of like my renderings, I'm just like, oh yeah, it'd be cool if the <laughs> yeah. engine was here and like the <laughs> tubes went in front of the window and you couldn't see anything while you're driving or something. And it's like, yeah, I mean, you could do that, but yeah. it's yeah. not safe. In not any very manner, functional. So. That's the big disconnect yeah. in a lot of renders that we see. Like they're amazing images, but you're like, that's never gonna work. Like that can't work. Yeah. And yeah. then I find myself like reverse engineering a lot of these renders and like you can't do it. It's not going to work, but it's a cool picture. Yeah. The stuff that I do, like I try to make it buildable for other people, like people that understand fabrication. Welcome back to another episode of Modify with Trick Factory Customs. If this is your first time watching, my name is Elvis. Tim. Rob. And we have a, a, one of our first guests ever, actually, on, on <laughs> yeah. So what, what is your yeah. name? Introduce yourself. All of that good stuff. Uh, Dom host or Yoast, however you want to say it. I know, we're trying to figure out like the way to say it because it has the two it, dots a, on the top. Yeah, it's, Scand it's Scandinavian. It means autumn, basically, oh. uh, in Norwegian. So, um, yeah, it's basically said Yoast, but That's pretty uh, cool. people just say host. So it's like, whatever, you, you get the idea. <laughs> um, altered intent. Uh, I do 3D design, um, CAD designs. Um, I'm also a chassis suspension enthusiasts so i try to build everything in my backyard i don't have you know access to a big shop or anything but i just do everything in my backyard basically pretty <laughs> amazing <home>. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah. it's it's gonna i think this is gonna be a really fun episode because uh we have a lot of things in common i feel like we build you build um yeah. I, I like body swaps you are He's doing a, a body, body swap guy <laughs> yeah i saw it. yes so we're gonna be yeah, doing I saw the lamborghini yeah <laughs> and so we're gonna be talking about all of that uh and the main purpose of this video uh and the reason like initially why we reached out to you was because there was a post that tim saw a few weeks that ago i got tagged in yeah he got tagged in i don't know okay. if you saw it but it was talking yeah. about artists actually before before i dive into that we're an automotive shop based here in coquitlam british columbia canada and uh this is modified with trick factory customs um and the name of our shop obviously is trick factory customs if you're listening for the first time and uh, we just love to talk about cars we uh offend people on the internet sometimes with our <laughs> With our with our uh, words of uh, knowledge, or I don't know, just our just our thoughts. I like to believe it's based in experience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just speaking the truth, man. Yep. You know, and sometimes yeah, people yeah. get offended. Yes. And uh, <laughs> the way I actually found out about you was uh, through uh, what's his name? Uh, do you know like Ethos Mustang? The yeah. wide body, uh, lower Mustang. Yep. Yes. Um, so I met him like about two years ago now. And um, when I was like, oh, like you should show me like some of the things that like, you see that gives you inspiration and all of that. And so I think he mentioned your channel or your your Instagram. And I was like, oh, have you heard of Altered Intent? And I was like, no, who's that guy? And then I started scrolling <laughs> and I was like, oh, shoot, like the amount of it's insane how your brain works. I don't know. It's just really cool the amount of stuff you've been able to come up with. Wait, how old are you yeah. actually? Because I can't uh, even tell. Uh, I'm 30, actually. That's crazy. Uh, in August, I'll be 31. So. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I'm 30 and I haven't done anything, but it's like. <laughs> <laughs> when I see yeah, what I've, you've accomplished in, I don't know, I don't know how long, we're going to talk about how long you've been doing this, but when I see what you've accomplished okay. in such a short time, it's like, it's pretty amazing and it's very inspiring and it gives me a lot of inspiration 
for my build. And so you're the guy that encourages his wild ideas. All exactly. The time. <laughs> so you're like, wait, you could do it like this. You could do it like this. Exactly. How did he do it? Oh, okay. yeah. I see how he did it. Exactly. <laughs> so just, uh, we usually like to say, oh, how the week has been before we dive into your story and all of that. But what's been happening for you, Tim? What's Pushing been going cars on? Out like normal. So, <laughs> yeah, just getting cars done, getting it finished. We got the 32 coupe done, so it's gone and on its way home. And that's pretty much been the focus of my week. Yeah, so that orange hot rod, that yeah. thing looks sick. Oh, it looks so good. And uh, yeah, we did a bunch of stuff to it, like fiberglass work and repainted a bunch of things, but it looks glorious. Yeah, um, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I've been just uh, bouncing around the shop like, uh, like usual. Skylark, I, we did a lift kit on a Porsche Cayenne recently, two bumper install, a bunch of things that we made for it, sort of change it up a little bit, just kind of all over the map right now. Yes, yeah. awesome. Yeah, and you've also been doing, have you, you've done Skylark stuff? Uh, so I don't know if you've seen, but on our Instagram, the 1,100 horsepower Skylark? Yeah. Yeah. So I we're just I touching, yeah, yeah, we're touching on all yeah. the the 3D modeling and CAD design and stuff. So like it's gonna play into this whole sort of conversation because we're pretty new to it. But I mean, it's been a huge advantage for us so far. Mm -hmm. Like it's, yeah. again, like one of my questions would be, and I don't want to get too far into it, is like, you know, the progression of where you got to where you are. And like, I tend to design stuff to my abilities of at the time, but now this has opened up in a whole new range of abilities. So it's like, it's pretty wild. Yeah. So that's what we've been playing with, but. Awesome. Yeah. So just tell us about yourself, like how you got started in this, like, yeah, just give us a spark notes. Uh, so the 3D aspect of everything, I got started because of the Kaiza. Hey. Um, so he's yeah. been around for like ever. Yeah. And I mean, years ago, then I seen like what he was doing with the Photoshop stuff before he got into the 3D stuff. So I've been like, I've seen him from the beginning to where he is now. Yeah. And then him and then Ashthorpe, um, he did a lot of stuff for like Ken Block and everything. Mm -hmm. um, so those two designers there, they were the ones that were like pushing me to learn it. And I didn't go to school for anything 3D. Anything oh, no like way. That. Like, wow. No. Yeah. Like in, everything I do, I, I taught myself how to do it. Um, so the whole 3d thing i was just like sitting down and i was trying to learn it and i started off learning blender and blender is a free program but you have to sit there and like learn how to make shapes basically and mm -hmm. mess with polygons and vertexes and vertices or whatever mm -hmm. um so it took like months to even figure out how to like make basic shapes and everything in blender and then it was like, okay, well, let me start like making fenders and then, you know, wheels and tires and start messing with that. And then I would say it took me a good like year and a half to really like get something down because modeling is different from texturing. And then texturing is different from rendering. It's like a three, four step process because mm -hmm. uh, then you have like your post effects and everything as well. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you have to learn the modeling side of things and then you have to figure out how to learn your texturings and there's textures everywhere like online it's just now you have to apply them to your model and then once you go into the rendering aspect that's when you start playing with like lighting and everything like that yeah and it's like, like environments and all I didn't, of that yeah i didn't realize like it was that big of a process mm -hmm. so <laughs> i just <laughs> yeah so i 
did it for like a year and a half, finally got like somewhere comfortable. And then, you know, people were saying that I was like making progress because I did it every day for shoot. I mean, five years now. Oh my god! Like every day I mess with something like every day, you know, even if it's just small parts. Because the 3D aspect can also transfer to CAD which I do a lot of for, like, my builds. Mm -hmm. So you can take something in Blender and you can export it into a 3D file and then you can size and scale it in, like, Fusion 360 and everything. So that way you could get, like, realistic measurements and everything. So I just basically have been doing it every day since and people just started noticing that I've been doing weird things with cars. (laughs) Specifically, like, 19... 72 and before Mm -hmm. you know is mainly what i mess with like old muscle cars or old 50s cars whatever so then because not anybody was really doing it at the time and people were like oh cool this is sweet i've never seen you know yeah chevelle look like this or or you know a c10 look like this or whatever so then it kind of just spiraled into people wanting work to see what their cars would look like and up until I want to say three, four years ago, like I've been working with people uh, like shops that go to SEMA a lot. Mm -hmm. So I've done work for like Salvage to Savage, uh, Mikey, uh, what was the other guy? Um, Jaegerbomb. So he has the 2JZ Lambo. Oh yeah, that's true. I did did work on that one. maniacs garage i did the they did the 49 bmw oh you swap. did that one yeah i did oh, that shoot. one okay i followed that build uh, for a while that's pretty sick yeah yeah john um who else uh i did the rendering uh for cam he did he like got second best in at sema for battle of the builders it was that 86 mm. that that gt86 that has the eight to one yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. That was a pretty cool yeah, car. Yeah, yeah. So I did the work for that one. Um, and I've just been kind of like jumping around with just different people and just kind of. It's weird because it was like I wasn't doing anything. And then it all of a sudden jumped to like me helping like a lot of these people out just from my posting my stuff on Instagram. So it, it was just like a weird random occurrence that these people started messaging me. Nice. That's yeah, that's cool. pretty cool, so, man. But I'd yeah. like to say like props to you for like putting in your time. Like starting yeah, from fr- starting <laughs> from nothing and like struggling through the learning process all the way, um, yeah. I mean, it, it's that right there. That mindset, that drive is kind of what pushed you to like you know finally get recognized, and now you're doing your thing. So that's yeah. good yeah. on you, man. Cheers. So yeah, thank you. Appreciate my question that. is because I'm on the technical side of things. How long does that process take? Because I found in like in our experience. These people, as soon as the render's done, they think the project's done. <laughs> but like yeah. getting to a finished render, I know through experience is like a, an immense amount of time. Cause I've had the guys do it for us and I'm going back and forth like 10 o'clock at night, making little changes. Yeah. So like, if I was to approach you from the start to the finish, how long do you think that would take? Like just to give a realistic um, sort of timeline that, you know, something like that would be great. Cause I know it's a lot of work. I kind of have an idea how long it takes, but our customers think that it's just like, Hey, can you do a render and come back tomorrow and check it out? Like, <laughs> yeah. So I think if yeah, like yeah. as your part of the industry is like I think it's really under respected because mm-hmm. I don't think people necessarily know how much time and effort it goes into learning it and then mm-hmm. to actually do it when you're done. Yeah. So for me, um, 
I like to do a lot of little details. Like if you actually go and look through my pictures, you'll see I actually go and put like bolts, you know, in the fenders or I'll add like a chassis underneath because you don't really see it, but it's, you know, you know, like you physically think it's there and it also gives you that like realism aspect because mm -hmm. otherwise you just see nothing behind the wheel if you're actually like looking, you know yeah. what I mean? So for me, it usually takes like a couple weeks. It, and, and honestly, like, I can't really say that they're ever finished because there's been times where I'll, you know, take a couple weeks and we'll get to a good point where it's like, okay, now I can present these to my sponsors because that's mainly what I'm helping with is like, yeah. yeah, this is my vision. Can we, you know, get these parts going on the build so I can further, you know, progress? Yeah. But I always go back and like touch up on it anyways because they're like, uh, like, for instance, um, we were going to put a wing on, on cams 86 or whatever. And, and he was just like, Hey, like this was like months after, you know, even like after SEMA or whatever. And he's like, can we put a wing on the car just to see what a wing would look like? Cause I might be working with like street faction or whoever it was. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I always just go back and touch up on them anyways. So, so technically they're not ever done in my book. Cause I can do so many different variations, even with their projects. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's more or less like, okay, their rendering is done, but how can I make it look like in my style, mm -hmm. which is what I've done with some of them, you know yep. what I mean? So it's yep. like, it's, yeah, I, I don't feel like it's ever done. It's always just a, an occurring project. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it and art is one of those subjective things too, like your vision of, say, a client's car or somebody that approaches you to have something done is different than what their vision is too. So that back and forth yeah. is, is where I think probably a lot of like challenges arise, you know, through that art yeah. artistic expression mm -hmm. yeah yeah because we're uh i'm doing one now with um he used to be the fabricator for salvage to savage um don um but he's building a 59 el camino now and he's just like i want every little detail in this thing so it's like his has been taking a while because mm -hmm. we have to do a full-on chassis like i have mm -hmm. to make the suspension actually like look like it physically works and everything mm -hmm. because you can see in the bed of it like the turbos are yeah. in the back of the bed like it's just, it depends on on the client really mm -hmm. like what they want so yeah i'm kind of curious like because we were talking about this a little bit before we got on um about like kind of it's like your your level of like uh realism when you're doing your renderings you're designing um like you're talking about this el camino with the suspension being wide open and all that um, your level of like car knowledge and experience, how do you apply that into your rendering to sort of make it more buildable? Like, like this could actually be built. This could actually function really well. How do you go about that? Uh, well, because I do like the fabrication side of things yeah. in, in like real life, mm -hmm. um, I know like what you can and can't do basically. Yeah. So I just basically like apply it to like, okay. Um, I mean, a lot of my renders are really slammed on the ground, which yeah. you know obviously doesn't make sense, but I just <laughs> like the way it looks. Yeah. Uh, but as far as like chassis and everything, I like to implement a lot of like cage work and everything because mm -hmm. I grew up watching a lot of like racing, like yeah. GT touring stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, oh, a cage is always cool to me or whatever. Always. So I'll put the cage in. I know like where it needs to be inside the car. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know, you know, where the front suspension needs to be. Like, I know how, like, all the suspension works. Mm -hmm. um, all the routing for, like, like if I do an engine bay or something, for example, like, 
you know, I know where it goes yeah. to the water pump or whatever for the radiator, yeah. like things like that. It's just, I see it on a daily because of the people that I'm around yeah. and then it's just like, okay, I apply it to that because that's how it actually functions. You yeah. know what I mean? That's so, smart. Yeah. That's what it takes. Yeah. Where, whereas opposed to some of the, my other friends that do 3d work and they do it, they love cars and they, but they just don't get to see them every day. So mm-hmm. I think sometimes so- you see like, like suspension they put suspension in a really weird place or they put a tube in a really weird place and it's like that would fall apart you <laughs> yeah. know what i mean like yeah. in real life yeah yeah <laughs> but that's, i think that's the big disconnect yeah. in a lot of renders that we see like they're amazing images but you're like that's never gonna work like that can't work <laughs> yeah and yeah. then i find myself like reverse engineering a lot of these renders like you can't do it it's not gonna work but it's a cool picture yeah so like that's yeah. kind of the thing that we noticed that's unique about you and one of my questions was was like what came first, the fabrication side of it or the render side of it? Uh, I would say they both came at the same time. Same time. So when I started my fabrication journey, I started the rendering journey. So I was mm. like learning. I was I would take time out of my day to learn the modeling side of everything. And then I would go like outside and then just start cutting up my cars. Wow. And just like, okay, well, how does this go? Like, how can I do this? And it was a lot of trial and error for both of them, yeah. but it's like, I've been doing it for so long now that it's just like, it's slowly getting to a place where I'm like comfortable. You so know the I mean? fabrication side of it and the effort that goes into that, because it's not an easy thing, no. must have had an impact on some of your render ideas now, no? Yeah, because if you go back to like the early stages of like my renderings, I'm just like, oh yeah, it'd be cool if the <laughs> yeah. engine was here and like the tubes went in front of the window and you couldn't see anything while you're driving or something. And it's like, yeah, I mean, you could do that, but yeah. it's yeah. not safe. In not any very manner, functional. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, oh, it's a cool yard art. Piece, yeah. You know? So it looks fucking but badass, yeah. but yeah. But yeah, like I've even gone back and I've touched up on like old renders mm. to new. Like I have. I have a really weird obsession with the 57 Chevy um, just because it's like my dream car. Mm -hmm. But I've done, if you go from like the very beginning, I did this weird like slammed down wide body like 57 Chevy. But then slowly I've just been like changing it. And it's the same one. It's just I've been changing it ever since. Like just trying to make it better and better. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, I always just touch on them just because I know what can work now and what can't work. You know what I mean? So yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I, f- I feel like that was like the functionality part of it. Like you mentioned, that's one big thing because it, when, before I started at the shop, like I just used to see renders and I'm like, oh, this is the coolest thing. But I would never think of how it worked or how it would function yeah. in real life. <laughs> and then when I started at the shop and started chatting with Tim and Rob and they see some renders and I'm like, yeah, that's not going to work. Uh, and so it's, <laughs> it's really cool to see that you pay attention not just to the design or the aesthetic part of it but also to how it would function i think that is just pretty awesome so yeah and then regarding like a lot of like your like uh what would i see like the chassis and tube work and all of that stuff you said you're not formally trained so like how did you how did you learn it just youtube university or did you take any courses Uh, or so i used to watch uh i I, like don't really watch stuff really much anymore but yep. I, I used to be like heavy into the fab forums i don't know if you know kyle voss yeah 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 i've watched his he's, channel he's yeah he's the guy that like inspired me to like really just like all right let's go cut something up and like yeah. let's learn how to weld or whatever and then it's weird because like i would 
show him things and like he would actually respond like when i first started out and oh, he was like oh cool. that's cool man you got to do this you got to do this and then like now he like follows me and wow. like we go back and forth and he's just like dude like your work is sick and i'm like this is weird because <laughs> like i liked your work yeah <laughs> before then or whatever yeah so um yeah so i would just watch him and then uh i forget what the other guy's name is it's like uh, he does a lot of tig welding uh i can't think of his name but he basically like would show you how to cut tubing with uh with just a four and a half inch grinder mm -hmm. so you can cut it at a certain way and it'll like actually notch the yeah. tube itself like you don't need a tube notcher yeah and like how to bevel and everything so i was just like okay i'm gonna go buy a big you know lump of tube and then i'll figure it out that way <laughs> so it was like a lot of trial and error then it was like okay i need to actually bend tube and there's tubing you know videos out there but mm -hmm. they don't exactly show you like how to bend exactly like yeah. where like a bend starts and where it finishes yeah etc so it's like it was really just a lot of trial and error yeah. so i went through a lot of material to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. <laughs> i was gonna ask you that so like have you <laughs> have you gone through any car and you've just butchered it way past it's like way past and you're like oh shoot what have i done like or do <laughs> you because it sounds like you just sometimes you just cut and then like do you think a lot like measure five times or ten times before cutting or you just send it and yeah. figure it out later i i used to i used to just send it and like figure it out later and i was just like oh shit this is crooked <laughs> compared to this one yeah. and you're like okay if i can notice this then this is like really bugging me so yeah. then that was like when i first did tubing on my my 27 model t so then I scrapped that one completely, and now it's like I measure like 32 times, 400 times, whatever, <laughs> and then and then I just apply it to like the other side now. So it's like I also have like a little notebook that I keep, and it's like I keep all my markings and, and my measurements of everything. Mm -hmm. So it's like I know a tube. I know this side worked out perfectly. It was 32 inches long. I bent it at like 18 inches or whatever to a 75 degree. Yeah etc etc I, I notched it here I, like i keep that marked down so that i can mirror it to the other That's, side yeah, yeah. It, it's like way faster once yeah. you do it like that a especially if you do it like right away too like if you do a left side then you do the right side like instantly yeah then it's like yeah. ding ding you have a mirror image that's uh that's a pretty good tip, exactly man. yeah yeah, yeah, so that's something that I do. I just keep it on a little book, and yeah. it's like I have this little notebook that has like, oh, you can basically build my entire chassis now if you just go based oh, off. Oh, that's cool, that man. That's cool, and it's cool to, to it's cool to go back in time and like reflect on that, like looking through the notebook later. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I do the same thing, yeah. man. It's it's smart. That's cool. You get you end up yeah, with stacks yeah. of books, and you know, after like some time has passed, you're like, oh, that's dope, man. You go through it. It's like a little history. Yeah, yeah, basically. Cool. And you get to reflect on how bad you were at one time yeah. and how yeah, far there's that yep. too. There's that too. Yep. Oh, damn, I fucked that yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, that one sucked. Yeah. Put a big cross through it. NFG. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And do you do this full time yet or no? Like, what's your, what is it no. like? Do you have a day job? Yeah. So I, I work like part time jobs um, just because, like, I don't. I like doing this stuff more and it's like the position I'm in now because uh, I, I live with my, my grandfather. Mm -hmm. um, so I just basically help him out around the house, like assist him. Mm -hmm. He's at the age where it's like I have to, you know, be there for him basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like the trade-off is I'm here every day. Uh, but, you know, I 
don't necessarily need to be at a full-time job. Yeah. So I'll just I stick to the rendering and I stick to the fabrication stuff just because it is something that I want to do, but it's not something that I want to do. The fabrication side of things I necessarily don't want to do for other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I tried doing it before, and it's like it really takes a lot of the creative freedom out of it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, cause again, people want something a certain way, how they see it or how they imagine it because they took an idea from something and it's like, okay, I want that. And then it's like, okay, well I think it would look cool this way, but you know, then we butt heads and it's like, it really takes away from it. So yeah. I realistically just want to build something to where it's like, I can present something to people like the YouTube videos or something. And it's just like, Hey, I built this, you know, it's your Ridiculous. idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There it is. And maybe I'll sell it and I'll get some money from that or whatever. But, yeah. you know, yeah, it's just, that's all. I just want to build from my mind, mm-hmm. if that yeah. makes sense. Like, yeah. we, in our experience, like renders have become a really important tool for us in the shop because I can stand yeah. there and I can explain something to a customer and they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I'll explain that exact same thing and have it rendered to what my vision is and then show it to them. And they're like, no. That's not what I was thinking at all. So it's like their perception of what you've presented. So like we use renders now and it's like we almost have to because like the disconnect between the way two people see the exact same information is pretty crazy sometimes. Like it's like they're just standing there like, yeah, yeah, that sounds <laughs> awesome. And then you yeah, do it yeah. and they're like, what the hell is that? Yeah. That's not what I was envisioning at all. So it's like, it can be frustrating. That's so you explained it though. Yeah. yeah. So for us, like renders have taken a lot of the redos out of what we do. Yeah. So it's been a really yeah. good tool for us. Yeah. And also, yeah, in a, like, in a, sorry, like in our shop, like we use it to sort of even just get the, the visual information across amongst our our crew right like this is what i'm imagining build this (laughs) you know kind of thing exactly yeah Yeah, like we transition through all the different stages like because we come from a like a fabrication background so in the early days our version of a render was like wireframe we used to do a lot of wireframe stuff (laughs) and then customers like yeah that looks good and then you start to shape the metal and they're like uh can you just change this a little bit you're like no that's metal be like two more days man (laughs) this is metal so then we transitioned to like a two component foam and started actually shaping stuff like 3d images and then ultimately using those as the buck deform metal which made it a lot better because then they could see the actual shape yeah and then now we've transitioned from that into actual 3d renders Mm -hmm. which takes it even further because you can start adding textures and colors and all this kind of stuff so it's it's eliminated a lot of stuff but even even still just going back and forth because it's not an ability that i have with the person rendering it it's like days it's like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Yep. So it might take three or four days, yep. but they think that it's like this, almost this instantaneous thing. So it's like, that's why I was telling Elvis, it's like, it would be nice to have somebody on like this that can sort of put a timeline to this so that customers and people understand, because I think it's just, they think these images are created in like 15 minutes. And it's like, <laughs> that's not the case. It almost takes as long as me making it from scratch like i'm creating it first over here and then we got to bring it to reality so it actually extends the timeline Mm -hmm. but eliminates the redos like it's there's less you know what i mean like we just got to get to work now yeah that's that's how it is with a lot of these guys i work with they're just like it takes sometimes like depending on like the work that i'm putting in it will take i mean heck even up to like a couple months you know two three months or whatever and it's like but that 
is saving you so much more money, especially oh, yeah. when like some yeah. of these guys I deal with do carbon fiber work, mm -hmm. and it's like you could completely scrap a fender that was fully carbon fiber because you screwed something up. Yep. But whereas in, in, when I gave you the design, like you knew exactly what curves and everything to yep. make. You know what I mean? So it's like it's saving you money in the long run. It's sure it costs a little bit, but it's like. Yep. Think about, you know, if you screw up something like that. Yeah, so, so true. I think that's an undervalued thing that most people do not sort of like, they don't think they really realize that. The uh, the yeah. rendering keeps everybody on track, making sure everybody's working towards a common goal. And it takes a yeah. lot of effort just to get to that rendering part so that, yes, like you said, the redos don't really happen. And if they do, it's like, well, you fucked up, pal. So <laughs> that's on you. Yeah. <laughs> Then it takes another couple of weeks or a couple of months to just redo the part. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, so for like the Bel Air in your background or the that one that you're building now, did yeah. was all those textures? Did you 3D scan them? Like, do you mess with any 3D scanning, or you just texture it like manually? Like, you just do everything yourself, or like, how did you no, get so those textures? The there is a community of I don't know if you guys are familiar with Unreal Engine. Yes. Okay, uh, so yeah, there's they, a community yeah. of people that like will photo scan textures, like they'll photo scan 3D models, like mm -hmm. rocks, you know, trees, whatever, anything out in the world, basically. Mm -hmm. um, so there's like a whole library on the Unreal Engine side of things of like textures so you can just go in there and you can they give you a seamless texture and yeah. then it just depends on like how you apply it mm -hmm. so those ones on that car are just you know photo scan they're actually like photo scan textures like if you zoom in you could see like all the marks and everything the details yeah but that's pretty cool you just yeah so then you just apply them to your model yeah, yeah. um mm -hmm. And it just depends on how far you go with like the modeling side of things. Like if you start adding dents and everything, it'll kind of form to that. And you mm -hmm. can like bring up like bare steel if it's like chipped off in that area or something like that. So yeah. it's like a lot of these guys that render now, because there's like a whole, you know, like new group of people that are doing renders. Um, some of them are doing AI stuff. Uh, and some of them are just, you know, starting out with Blender, kind of like how I did. But mm -hmm. you can tell that they're not putting work into the texturing side of mm. things, which is what brings the realism. Yes. You know what I mean? So it's like, like in real life, you know, if you're going to the racetrack, whatever, you're going to have like chips on the side of the, yeah, the rock. car. Yeah, gonna, rock. Yeah, rock dings. chips. Yep. You're going to have some chips in the windows or, or things like that. The, the windows will start getting foggy and hazy mm -hmm. and like just like other things like that. So it's like it just depends on how far you want to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. basically yeah. yeah but i think that's what separates sort of your style stuff from like i'm pretty sure i know what you're referring to and all those images kind of look the same yeah like, almost take true. them yeah. to the same point so and then you're just like eh. you kind of almost dismiss it and then you go in search of stuff that's more detailed and finished out and looks more yeah real. so like yeah so the, the two people for me i mean well i guess it would be three but uh kaiza um he has more of like a clean style, clean yeah, aesthetic, yeah. but when he does his like dirty renders, like they actually look really good. Mm -hmm. But the main guys that stick out for me are um, Ashthorpe and Color Sponge. So those two guys there, they have their own company called mm -hmm. Make Haste Corp. Mm -hmm. oh, and yeah. they're like, they're my favorite because they add all of the little details. Like yes. the tires are ripped up. Mm -hmm. the, the fender like is missing some paint here and there and they'll really like show it. You know what I mean? 
and or there's like fingerprints on the car like you could actually physically see like so where cool. it left it's like wild. a mark and it's like those are the guys that always are like pushing me because yeah. it's like their stuff looks so realistic compared to mine so yeah. just that, i just try to keep it like that mindset just yeah. like yeah i'm never good enough like these guys are better but <laughs> yeah i'll get there <laughs> hey man that's humble it's it's good it's good it keeps you moving forward yeah yeah, Ash, yeah exactly. Ash, Ash Thorpe stuff is really good um, he, yeah. yeah, I was just like looking at some of his stuff because we're actually having him on uh, the podcast. Actually, we're doing we're doing two in one day, but we're having him this evening today. Yeah, <laughs> so nice. so um, but yeah, like his work is so like you see it and you can see the grit and the gr I don't know yeah. the textures are just glorious and it's like the car you feels like it's been used and that adds a certain yeah. level of realism that just blows my mind and it looks real it looks so much realer yeah. than just the smooth like just clean yeah. aesthetic uh but yeah because realistically in real life like nothing is ever that clean no you know exactly, what i mean yeah. so it's like that's when they bring all that grittiness and they use the same programs i use it's mm -hmm. just they sit down and they will take a fender and they will they will specifically texture that fender for you know weeks at a time <laughs> and that's why they don't produce work so mm. often but when they do it's like oh shit like look at how he scratched it here look at how he did this yeah and when you really take a graph of like texturing it's endless like it's 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 an infinite amount like mm -hmm. uh i can't think of that word but uh it it's literally a, you could add so many things to just this one little texture node and that's how you get this like realism so it just depends on how much time you want to spend on it. Yeah. And so like when we're talking of like renders and all of this and 3D design, all of that, what our initial topic was people taking credit for other people's design and not giving, not giving credit, not giving all of that. So like what are what are some thoughts about that? Because I know, Tim, you have your uh, you have he has I don't know if you've seen the 190E. Uh, Evo that yeah, yeah. yeah. and so yeah. you, with your car uh, you did you did like a kit and it's pretty much custom it's not what it was like what it looked like from like the original Evo but he's had people that have copied or tried to copy the design and it's like a lot yeah. of the times like they never like a lot they never I mean, give credit. yeah it's sort of inspired by a known thing anyways yeah. so then there's other I guess versions so. of it that yeah sort of inspired other people but i mean i've had people that have just trade up tried to like completely rip it off so i yeah. mean i just, like the inspiration thing i get because even like that sort of pandem style one that kaiza did in the early days like i've had 190 forever and then you start seeing those type of renders and you're like hey man i was kind of ahead of the curve here and then i went <laughs> and built my thing and it's like i obviously i wasn't necessarily inspired by his design but i was inspired by the potential that he sort of put out there but my car is not even similar because he went with a completely different style kit but it's like so of course you're inspired by like hey this is a cool thing like other people are into it too so i'm gonna get to it but then you see people and i saw a couple different examples of it where it's like they're not inspired they just straight, straight up ripped up it coffee. off like, yeah like yeah. just jacked it and it's like and then there's no credit given mm -hmm. so i was like i don't yeah. like my question would be like is what's your expectation mm -hmm. like are you like by putting it out there you just you know like people are going to do what they're going to do or it's like you know you'd expect a little bit of feedback like my car is amazing because a lot of people do tag me and everything and it's it's done tremendous for us but I didn't really have an expectation. I don't really necessarily get super offended by it, but 
for what you're doing and that's your job and you're putting out your piece of art and then somebody that just straight up steal it like some of these guys are going so far like your car is clearly patina and you've put a bunch of time into texturing and it's like they'll jack, jack that the too. like yeah. i could see like yeah. hey that stance that you know it looks awesome i'm gonna do my version of it but some people can't they'll just straight up steal the whole thing so like what's your take on that kind of thing uh I would say like it's okay if you ask them beforehand and they're like, hey, is there any way that I can like kind of maybe modify this a little bit and put it, you know, to my build or whatever? And then it's just like, I'll tag you because you inspired me or whatever. Like, mm -hmm. I, I'm totally cool with that. But yeah, if you stayed up like stealing something and you know that came from another build or another artist or whatever, and then you don't say anything, then it's just like, well, you know, middle finger, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like. You didn't you didn't think of it but you're gonna play it off like you thought of it mm. you know and it's just it, it really does get annoying because i've run into like a few of my friends that do renders the the i think it was walter kim it might have been walter kim or john rendering um somebody he did like this wide body z it was like a 280z or 270z and this guy is like actually building it and like he was like you know showing progress on the fiberglass work and everything but he didn't in tag him at all oh, no. and he found out about it because you know instagram algorithm whatever yeah. or people were tagging him into it oh, and no. then he like actually he actually posted about it he's like oh look you know like people stealing my designs or whatever and then they were going and then the guy actually like admitted like hey i'm sorry you know what i'm saying like i should have asked you first but he was already like fully into like fiberglass oh, work yeah. on oh, the yeah. build yeah. you know what i mean but just because he was called out so it's yeah. like he wouldn't have done that otherwise. So I really think it's a big issue. Like, cause there's even a, there's a body swap page on Facebook. Yes. And I follow that. Robert, Robert 3d design or whatever. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah I like his work he, too. He does like the, the, the beetle stuff. Yeah. Well, he did like a, a beetle pickup or whatever. Yeah. And somebody's building. The, See, this is my example. Yes. And I didn't know the guy, yeah. so I didn't want to yeah. call him out. But we had a conversation about it and I was like, this guy straight up jacked this thing and has given no credit mm -hmm. for it whatsoever. So it made me yeah. kind of upset. And I mean, you're unique in the fact that like you could potentially build your own renders. Oh yeah. So yeah. I see like other rendering guys, like if you approach them, I assume that they would be like, Hey man, I want to build that car. And you'd be yeah. excited to see it come to life if you didn't have those abilities. So like for you yeah. to render something, there's potential for you to actually build it yourself. So exactly. you'd probably be a little bit more sensitive to it than some of these other kids that are just rendering it. Like I'd be like, if I was a render guy and someone's like, hey, I wanna build this in real life, I'd be pumped. But I understand as a, from the business side of it and because it's become a legitimate sort of almost trade, I guess, I don't know what you'd call it, the career, you'd be a little I bit, be a trade. Yeah. I don't know, this, I'm not great with that kind of stuff, but you know, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, like this is your job now. You don't want people stealing from you kind of thing. So, but like in that particular instance was the one that I used as an example in our conversation. I was like, that is not cool, man. Like not cool at all. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. And I, and especially that you're be, doing a series of them and turned it into a business. Like there should yeah. be some royalty or some sort of recognition something. or yeah. something like that's just being a good person. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's like the, a lot of the people that I do do stuff for, they kind of want to keep stuff under NDA too. Oh, so okay. it's like I can't show anything until they release a product because they're afraid of somebody taking their design. Yeah. 
Um, like when I did when I did Cam's eighty six, mm-hmm. he was like, "Don't show anybody." I was like, "Okay." And now that you know his build is out there, or whatever, and he's built, he's winning all these shows or whatever. Now you're gonna start to see people like putting an eight to one header on their eighty six yeah, or yeah. whatever because he did it. Now they're inspired by it or whatever. But if I was to show the art first beforehand somebody would have done it before for sure if that makes sense yeah Yeah. that makes the perfect sense Mm -hmm. yeah so i have to like be really like discreet with what i do Mm -hmm. and that's why i don't post so many renders anymore it's because it's like i'm working on these cars but i can't show the cars Mm -hmm. and which sucks because it's like builds excitement yeah you're like i'm gonna show people this yeah yeah because because people are out there that will steal the designs yeah they will and they won't say anything about it you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And like the other day, because uh, I'm building the 58 Bel Air now, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with Rusty Slammington. No. 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 It's that BMW that Mike Stanceworks built. It's okay. like slam. Yeah. Dude, that thing is amazing. Yeah. With the shark, yeah. yeah. yeah with the that shark wasn't a fire, and then he transformed it. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. That's so a sick I kind of want to aspire like the 58 Bel Air to that. So mm-hmm. I did another render where it was kind of like Group Five. Yeah, kind of wide body and yeah. everything. Um, so I did that, but I was trying to make a piece that kind of went under the front bumper to kind of just give it this smooth like look. And another artist popped up, and he's kind of like a new one, but he did this cool. It was a BMW E30. Uh, I forget the guy's name to be honest with you, but uh, it was a BMW E30 that had a really cool body kit, but it kind of like came all together with this really nice like arrow dam in yep. the front yeah and i asked him i was like i messaged him i was like hey is there any way that i could like kind of take that and put it on like my real car because it actually flowed like i modeled it on the car first to see how it would look mm-hmm. and it actually looked really great but i was like hey i'm gonna ask this dude like can i use this as an inspiration for like my actual build or whatever uh, but he he never responded, so uh, I was like, okay, well, I'll I'll change it, yeah. you know, like because uh, I know how that is when yeah. it's just like, oh, okay, he totally took that part from me mm-hmm, or yeah. whatever. But regardless, I'm gonna tag him in it just because yeah. it was like, hey, was that, I saw that, that looked, yeah, that yeah. looks cool. You know, I didn't think of it the way that he thought of it, so I was like, all right, I like the way that looks, and it actually fit with the car. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens with that. But <laughs> wow. yeah, I don't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really cool that you at least reached out to him and like tried to I don't know get his uh, say so in in that. But I feel like it, when he since you tried and he didn't respond, then I mean, yeah, it's well, yeah because it was it's not like it was the whole body kit. It no, was just the just section. Like, yeah, that's just the splitter under the front. Like it, the way that it connected up and like matched the fender, it, yeah. it looked cool. So I was like, hmm, I'll try that. You know. Yeah. But yeah, no response on that guy. I, it's I on a completely name, different platform, then I think that falls into inspiration and yeah. not stealing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would, I would I, agree yeah. with that 100% you know, yeah, too. I like think so. your your platform's entirely different than in theirs. Yeah. And on a lot of the stuff that I do, like I try to make it buildable for other people, like people that understand fabrication. So like mm-hmm. if you look, like you can see like I try to make wide body stuff, but I try to make wide body stuff for like the typical person at home that can build it, if that makes sense. That's yeah, because cool. a lot of yeah. us, a lot of us don't have, you know, the body working skills or the or the metal shaping skills. Um, I feel like a lot of these guys are using foam nowadays, so you can spray the foam or whatever, and then sand shape it down it. to mm-hmm. the shape, mm-hmm. and then you can fiberglass over that or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, some of us don't have like all these 
metalworking tools that some of these guys use for mm-hmm. you know shrinking stretching and we can't make that so it's like i try to you know tailor to the to the little guys i guess you could say yeah. if they wanted to build something like it yeah some of the struggles that we've had with having renders done very much on that point is like we're trying to create a part or a specific product and the render will like just casually move a body line like an inch it's like yeah hey, buddy nobody can do this at home like we have to make <laughs> this producible for the normal guy to be able to put this on like yeah that looks sick but do you understand what it would take to just move mm. that like an inch? Like, yeah, we're basically making a whole new car at this point. Like, yeah. it's crazy. Yep. So that's yep. like the crossover is trying to work between those because some of the renders, like I say, is like it's super cool to move a roof line like an inch and a half. But that's what, 20 grand worth of work <laughs> in a month? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So. Because even like, for example, like for example, the example of like chopping a car, like when I was growing up and I saw a car chop, I'm like, dang, that looks sick. It doesn't look that difficult. You just slash it in <laughs> half and just join it. <laughs> it be that difficult. And then when I started learning about how, what it takes, I was like, oh, I never want to do that to a car. <laughs> so, yeah, because it's like, it's not just that roof chop. You have to also do the glass and all of these little things yep. that you don't think of. Uh, and so, yeah, I think that's very interesting. Like, it's yeah, not that easy. My, uh, my friend, Eddie, um, I posted the pictures on my story. I didn't really post them, but he's got a 57 Chevy called the Hell Air. Mm. So it's just this bagged and like, you know, it lays frame and everything, 57 Chevy. Um, but he chopped the top and the top is like this small, oh right? Oh, wow. <laughs> well, well, it's so small, but he had to extend the roof like in the middle i think it was like six inches like you had to take a strip down because when you cut the roof that small it didn't fit the Mm -hmm. the a pillars pillars anymore (laughs) so he had to stretch it in the middle like six inches and then you have to stretch it on the sides like another six inches and it's like he didn't actually like ever finish you know filling it and everything so you could see where it's all tack welded Yeah, yeah. yeah but it's just like damn like that's a lot of work just <laughs> yeah. like that roof that you yeah. had to do to get it this small yeah yeah there's so, there's yeah, it, so much involved in doing that it's unbelievable hey yeah yeah because yeah. even like yeah, rob so. is also doing like it it seems like a simple thing but he's like eliminating what like the for the skylark like uh the you're like making it a flush mount glass because old cars yeah. like they were not flush mount and so yeah. he's doing like flush flush mount glass and even that like just seeing the amount of work you have invested in it yeah blows my mind yeah it's so it's, it's a lot it's a lot yeah so it's 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 uh, pretty amazing yeah. to be able to go from like you know the digital rendering mm-hmm. with the hands-on skills to make it it's uh that's kind of what like i i really I, I dig like how you go about doing that like and just you know it, it just keeps 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 it real yes and i like that yeah and let's talk about yeah. my favorite part, body swaps. So, <laughs> so um, I'm, you, I'm, not, I'm not sure if you know, but I have, minus the Lambo that we're doing, but I also, I have a deep passion for body swaps, but I have a Jaguar Mark II, a 1960 Jaguar Mark II, and I'm taking a BMW uh, E90, 
and I want to cut the yeah. body off. Yeah, and put it <laughs> on the knee. Encourage this guy. Yeah, it's just awesome. Um, because I want like an all-wheel drive, like daily driver car that I could drive in the middle of it. We're in Canada; it snows a lot. And I'm like, I want a car that I could drive in the middle of the sn a snowstorm. And people are yeah. like, "Wait, what? You're driving this classic car yeah. in the middle of it?" I don't know. I just think it's the coolest thing, and it's the most affordable way to get so much for not a lot of money but i mean it's a lot of also yeah, a lot of basically. time invested yeah but you're yeah. doing a body swap right now so just tell us about that um so one of the renders that i'm doing currently is we're building like i'm actually helping with this one physically is we're building a 98 it's a 96 98 something like that gs300 a uh, station wagon so um we're kind of doing Did that they ever CMA come as a station year. wagon or no? No. Nope. Nope. Mm. It'll be the basically the first one. That's pretty cool. Uh, so we were trying to source like cars that had the similar like roof design or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So um, we came upon the BMW, uh, which is the E60, E61. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like 2006 to 2010 or something like mm -hmm. that. Um, it has kind of the same like roof line like droop as as the gs it yep. just kind of tapers off a little bit differently but it's it looks the best uh out of like all the wagons that we've tried to find mm -hmm. so we found one on copart um i kind of like went half in with the dude um Elyung's is his name or mm -hmm. or leo uh he built the time attack uh gs 300 that was at sema in 2021 i miss, probably missed the that white one i don't remember that. we didn't go that year no we missed we, that year okay that year. <laughs> yeah so yeah. no, we were yeah, so I went with him. Uh, we were in the tread pass that year. Oh, it was nice. the year that uh, yeah, it was the year that uh, Salvage to Savage had their like Tesla C10 and everything. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah. The LS. Yeah. yeah. So we were right next to them uh, with the GS. But anyway, so he's a big GS guy. So we got the the BMW. We got bought it on like Copart or whatever. Um, it is Salvage title. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's no like body damage or anything oh. like there was no yeah it, it wasn't like wrecked in the front or anything like is that it, like, it looked like a clean car mm -hmm. no we thought that too and the air because it's got air ride in the rear yeah so it the compressor is like dead because it won't actually lift it it's mm -hmm. just kind of sunk in the rear and i was like oh well maybe some, an armor's broken or something in the rear but no like everything's like good <gasps> like they replaced everything what? yeah <laughs> it was clean that's was amazing so okay it's only it's only got ninety thousand miles on it um but now that i've been cutting it up uh i can tell where they body work stuff because you can see the the body work mm. you know like it's coming off on mm -hmm. the grinder or whatever yeah so i'm like okay so it was hit on the side on the driver's side somewhere but they repaired it and they repaired it nicely which is like amazing mm -hmm. but anyway so we bought it from copart uh he's in minnesota so he had to go he bought it in pennsylvania so he had to go drive 16 hours take it back to minnesota then I had to drive to Minnesota, so that took, you know, like a day or whatever. Um, helped him cut the roof off this thing. I'm going to have a YouTube video up on it soon. Um, but we cut the roof off, like the panoramic roof and everything. Yep. Um, so he's got the entire roof section, and then he's like, hey, um, do you want the car? Like, I'm not <laughs> doing anything with it. Like, it runs and it drives, and he he, he actually, you know, tested it at the Copart place. Oh, yeah, nice. It up. It's got a dead battery, but, you know, we can replace a dead battery. Mm -hmm. um, 
but that's the only thing that's like wrong with it is the the air compressor in the back is dead and the the battery's dead. Uh, other than that, like everything works. So I went and picked this thing up. He's like, "Here, just take it for free. Like you can have it." Wow. Like, you know, I've been friends. That's... I've been friends with him for so long, and I was like, "You know what? This is like perfect because I know a guy with a with an old Chevy that you know he wants some trade work done, some fab work done." So I was like, "Hey, I could just do a body swap or whatever." So we were in talks. So I went and picked that thing up. I finished cutting like the rest of it or whatever, and then I just picked up the '58 Bel Air. Um, so it is a four door, which it was. A, it's a parts car, anyways. Mm-hmm. It's it's junk. It's completely rotten or whatever. But I was like, it would be fun because it's a rare body style. Yeah. Uh, the only time you see these things like you know kind of junked up or like as dirt cars, and even then you don't really see them as like dirt cars or derby cars. Mm-hmm. Um, but people usually restore these or turn them into lowriders mm-hmm. here, and it's like. What if I got this car and then I just slammed it on this BMW as low as I can go, yeah. you know, like cut a bunch out of it because it's already cut up anyways. Um, and then just, you know, weld it together or whatever and drive around with an all-wheel drive, like, you know, turbo inline six and just have fun, you know, so maybe piss a few people off. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds dope, awesome. man. That sounds cool. What a What a cool opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, so it all like kind of aligned within like the same week. It was like, "Hey man, uh, do you want to do build a chassis for me, and I'll give you this 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 '58 Bel Air." And I was like, "I'll think about it," because I don't really want to do like trade work, mm-hmm. you know, money mm-hmm. talks kind of thing. Yeah. And I was like, "I'll think about it." And then like a week later, he was like, "Hey, do you want this BMW? Like, come and get it." And I was like, uh, "Oh, uh, perfect, actually. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll do. I'll do your frame. Just uh, yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll figure everything out." Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. But um, yeah. So the 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 wheelbase is off by like three inches. Mm. Um, but That's not I'm gonna accommodate that. Yeah, in like the front clip mm-hmm. because it's already like rusted and like kind of cut up. So I'm gonna just shorten it like three inches, so it oh, might okay. be like a little stubby nose kind of looking thing. But <laughs> in the render that I did in the in the one behind me, you mm-hmm. can't really tell. No, like no. it doesn't. So yeah. so that one behind you has everything that like has the BMW like chassis length, all of that underneath. Yeah, okay. yeah, you can't tell, but those are no. like BMW seats and like the dash uh, and everything in there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. But you yeah, it's be, all, it, you it's can't really tell. Down. And the reason the reason why I did the little like uh. Uh, barge board kind of thing in the back of yeah. the front tire yeah. is because it, it'll take away like like the visual of the wheel well mm, where it should mm, be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because nice. then you're like, okay, he didn't move the wheelbase yeah. or whatever or, or, <laughs> yeah. or, or the fender back. You know, yeah. like it doesn't look like it because of that. So that yeah. was the reason why I did that was because it was like visually you could kind of tell with when it was the full fender um, but I just cut it in the back because it was like, all right, now you can't tell. It works perfectly. Yeah. You know I mean? It looks yeah. good too. It's yeah, part of the so. design. Yeah. That's a clever yeah. trick, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so are you going to have so. like uh, like uh, air suspension or push rod? How are you going to do? Because that looks really low. So how is it going to sit? Is it going to have enough clearance or are you just going to make push so, rods? Um, it has enough clearance to like where it's at now. So, uh, I don't have a picture that I can like pull up right away, but basically, I have the car, the body now on some dollies, some car dollies, mm-hmm. and I kind of like moved it right next to the BMW, like as it sits, and the 
cowl side of things is just a little bit lower than the uh, the BMW like yeah. um, like a pillar section. Yeah. So if I cut if I cut the a pillar section down just a little bit more, um, I can basically just put it down like Dude, where it's at. Like like awesome. everything will fit and it'll be like I think it was like three inches <gasps> off the ground. That's pretty or something. cool. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So. Giving me more ideas. Yeah. So I'd have to assume <laughs> that um, with the 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 serious body drop and and all of that stuff and the all the main suspension is going to have to be converted to like push rod or something right no so the way that i'm doing it is uh because either i'm gonna cut the the fenders out the way that it is Mm -hmm. and it would be like a big radius job so that it has suspension travel and everything i wanted to keep it factory as possible so yeah. that i get the handling of the bmw yeah mm-hmm. uh, without modifying any suspension maybe i'll put it on coilovers because the rear does have the air suspension but I'm oh, gonna, yeah. i think i'm gonna just get convert rid of it, it. and convert mm-hmm. it to the to coilover yeah and you know maybe i could slam that down just a tad bit with a coilover mm-hmm. but as far as that like where the body will sit it'll it'll have like enough factory. travel oh that's pretty yeah, cool it'll, yeah that works out you well know what then. i mean so it's like I'm not physically messing with you know ball joint angles. I'm not messing Suspension with upper geometry, arm angles. Yeah, it's it's gonna just ride like how it was meant to ride, but it's gonna look physically low because yeah. like where I came from, I came from the lowrider world because my dad built lowriders. So mm-hmm. it's like we were into mini trucks and you know slam down Impalas and everything. So mm-hmm. it's like some of those guys would just body drop things and they would still have like a good functioning truck or whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's just that idea of it. Yeah, yeah, some of the struggles we see with body swap stuff and when, like what people are using as a platform is like the strut towers are yeah. super high. So it's like to get that body mm-hmm. down low because generally they want to put a much cooler looking body on something yeah. like the BMW and those are always the struggles. So that's kind of what, you know, when I, as soon as yes. I look at it, it's like, how are you going to... That's what I was asking. Yeah, it's kind of uh, where the struts are at. It's level kind of with the top of the engine oh yeah so like and, and the cowl like i could see where the cowl is going to line cool. up at mm. where like the hood and everything would yeah. go and it would pretty much almost be touching like oh, the fenders or yeah. whatever but i yeah I, i'm gonna have to actually like see how it lines up yeah. but it looked like it was gonna just be touching like the yeah, top that, of the fenders. that's a pretty big body yeah. usually the yeah. stuff yeah. that we see is like you know you're trying to put some sleek body on you know, some late model platform, and you're like, there's so much stuff in there. Like, yeah. the packaging is yeah. going to be insane if you yeah. want to retain all of that stuff, which is why you're doing yeah. it. But it's it's a, just a monumental job. So that's me breaking him down all the time. Like, what are you going to do with this? Yeah. What are you going to do with this? And he's just yeah. like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So the, the BMW itself, I think, like I said, the wheelbase is, is three inches off. So I'm going to accommodate that in the body. Width wise, the Bel Air is wider. Really? Uh, oh, it, yeah. It was like it was like five inches uh, total, but it was like two and a half inches per side. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Which is good for a wheel dish. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, but it, it's weird because the BMW has a wider track width. Yeah. So That's interesting. I think it all yeah, kind of yeah. like levels. Yeah, it's like skinnier, but it's got a wider track width mm-hmm. than the than the Bel Air by like a good amount, like mm-hmm. four inches or something like yeah. that. So we'll see how it all kind of like lines up, but um, I think it's gonna work. And then the dash on the Bel Air is is much bigger than the dash on the on the BMW. So 
I'll have some like gaps to kind of fill yeah. in, in the corners, mm-hmm. but I can probably come up with something sleek for that. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to, to get it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm hoping so I'm... to get it on there like in the next few weeks. Oh, perfect. Yeah. It's giving me more ideas. Yeah. So, because that was one of the questions I had was that clearance that we were talking about of, I don't know. I don't yeah. know if you would have enough or you have to like mess with the geometry a little bit, but that's very that's very encouraging. So yeah, I will do some super measurements. Inspired over here, yeah. <laughs> he's following very intently. Yeah, because he's just trying yeah. to beat me down. Like, see, I told you. Yeah, like, yeah, I told you yeah. So. <laughs> so. Yeah, I will the, do some measurements. The rear is actually the like it's not a true coilover. It's the spring with the shock yeah. Yeah. deal. Yeah. So I don't have to deal with the strut back there. So yeah. it's like I can get the low as the back as low as I basically want it. But the front, yeah, is where it's gonna like. I might need to modify a little bit, but mm-hmm. I'm going to try to keep it as factory as I can. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah it's going to be so cool, man. Like to, to be able oh, to cool. drive around in something that looks like that, that actually yeah. performs well. That's so yeah. dope. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, whatever issues yeah. You, you come up with, I'm sure you'll, you'll be able to f- find a way to figure it out. Yeah. We'll see yeah. what happens. Yeah. We'll figure <laughs> it out. We're watching. <laughs> I am so excited to see it. Uh, but yeah, I think that. That is it. Did you have any questions for us? How did you guys start? Like, like, hmm. what did you guys get into? You know, well, for us, it was just this is all I ever wanted to do. But we had to progress through all the different stages. So, like, yeah, you know, standard story. Like, I go to try to get something welded, and they made it seem like it was just like the biggest nuisance in the world at your local welding shop. So it's like, okay, I'm gonna take yeah. welding. So I go take welding, and then the progression from welding is we sort of showed an aptitude for metalwork so then our current our boss at that time pushed us into fabrication so then we did industrial fabrication and got tied up in that for i don't know 10 or 15 years but during that time we were always building our business and our actual business started in the back of an industrial fab shop and we'd work all day and then go in there and work all night and then it just progressed and got busier so Mm -hmm. and then now we're like you know that standard 20 year overnight success story like, it's <laughs> yeah. like we come out of nowhere yeah. but we've been doing it since we're like in the back alley behind yeah. our house so like one of the big disconnects <laughs> you get now is like oh shit you guys got all the tools and all the stuff it's like man we've been grinding it out forever we, yeah, so, yeah we yeah. yeah we didn't start like that <laughs> yeah. in the beginning <laughs> yeah, yeah so yeah it's been a journey but right on that's beat, cool it beats that's having cool. a real job so yeah we just keep <laughs> no, going yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, I feel that. Yeah, it's cool, man. Like it's like Tim was saying, you know, sort of just grinding your way through it all. Like having a passion for the car. Like for me, the, you know, cars and motorcycles and things like that never really came naturally at a younger age. I kind of I grew into that in, in my twenties, but I was more like, you know, I don't know, like not a non-formal sort of artist kind of thing so I had like all these visions in my mind that and I used to draw wild pictures I used to read like cartoons magazine and you know read you know just be part of that my 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 family was into going to like you know the racetrack and stuff like that so like motorsports is a big thing for me Um, we never participated we were just spectators so that was kind of like what kind of drove me and then when Tim and I got together at an earlier age you know he's got the business sense and both of us kind of worked on our our metal working skill set and trick factory was born you know like you said it's been a long a long grind but uh yeah i'd say it's recently has got a lot more exciting i'd say probably within the last three or four years with 
you know, you guys doing your thing and mm-hmm. all the computer stuff coming into it? Because I would say there's a, probably a few period of time, like five or six years, where it felt like the industry just kind of flatlined and everything was starting to look the same. But now yep. it's just wild again. And we're, it's like we're learning every single day, like bringing in yeah. scanners and renders and CAD and machining stuff. It's like, so now it's exciting again. Whereas like for a while, it kind of, you know, everything looked the yeah, same. Yeah, tapered off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. and sorry, but like being into like metalworking and things like that, like, you know, it's difficult. Like, and it takes a long time to create in metal, right? You got these wild yeah. ideas. We're at a really, really fascinating and very exciting time in like the industry where like composites and things like that are becoming a lot more accessible. You, you can DIY a lot of that stuff at home. Like you're talking shape and foam and using fiberglass. Like these are things yeah. that is available to all of us and it allows you to create things like your wild visions, man, like your renders and, and just the things that are going on in all of our heads we're at a time now where we can create these things. It's super inspiring. And it like, man, looking at like your renderings and the things that are going on out there in the world, like if that doesn't fire you up, man, like you're dead inside, like these things, you can make these things now, you know? Yeah. It's not just like art and like, Oh, okay. That, that's a cool idea. But now it's like, Oh wait, people are actually putting these things together now. Yeah. You know? And like one of my friends, he's got a 3d printer and he 3D printed his own wide body. Yeah. Like at home, he, he printed it in like five sections. Yeah. So like from the front and then he had it connect kind of like a Lego style. Yeah. And then he got it all together and he, you know, body worked it and then he fiberglassed it. And it was just like, oh, you could do that from home. Just get some filament and, you yeah. know, take your design, cut it down like yeah. in the program and just like stick it together. Yeah. The yeah. fact it's, that that's a thing now is absolutely amazing. Yeah. 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 So that's yeah. pretty wild. I, we have these opportunities now and it's, it's, it's so accessible. It's just, it's, it's wicked dude. And it's, it's cool to see, you know, you're a lot younger than, than us. And it's cool to see guys of your age, you know, coming up and, and grinding away and like creating some really, really unique shit. So props to you, man. Keep grinding. Appreciate that. It's, it's coming Thank along you. well. Yeah. And we really look yeah. forward to seeing how you keep going. You know, you're inspired. Yeah. You're inspiring us too. Inspiring old dudes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude. Doing something right. Yeah, you're doing it, man. You're doing it. Yeah, there's hey, probably a lot of people. They should they could take a lot from you from that. So Yeah, a lot of a lot of people message me too and they're just like the fact that you're doing this outside, like in your backyard, because yeah. like I've never I've never had access to a garage. Like mm-hmm. you know, I like my family in general, you know, we don't have like a lot of money or whatever. So it's just like you know, give me a piece of slab concrete or whatever, and I'll just, I'll figure it out. And, you know, it's just, I like doing it, you know, and people say like, it's just crazy that you're doing it to that level and you're that committed that like, you know, in the weather, cause there's times where it'll be raining or something and I'll just still be outside cutting yeah. something or like now here in New Mexico, it's like 105 degrees Ooh. outside, but I'm, yeah. still, I'm still cutting stuff yeah. up. Like, yeah, you it's know, cool that just you get to, trying to make it happen. That yeah, you man. get to show that progression because we never got to. So, like, a lot of the things that we talk about and why we end up sort of a little semi controversial on certain things is because it looks like we're just starting at the top. But, like, we're the yeah, exact same yeah. way. It's like gravel driveway behind the house. Yeah. Then we literally poured our yeah. own slab, then built our own garage, worked in there for five, six, seven years. Yeah every bit of money that we made doing side projects went into new tools 
And it was like, oh, if we do this, then we can buy the tool to actually do this yeah. job mm. properly instead yeah. of having to do yeah. it the hard way. And then it was yeah. like this slow progression into all these sort of things. So it's like, it's super cool that you get to show that whole, because all these young guys just right away dismiss it. Like, well, I can't do what you do because I don't have all the money and all these crazy tools, but you can do it. Like we joke yeah. about it all the time. Like we started with a hacksaw and hand drill and made, yeah. like I think back to some of the things that we made and it's like, I'm impressed by with myself. Like, <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Like that is crazy that we made that. Cause it was like, our time wasn't worth anything to us at the time. So it was like, I would put 20 hours into something like just hand filing it just to get yeah. to where I needed to go. And I wish that like, which is like I say, it's great that you're able to show that sort of journey because a lot of these kids need to understand that. Like you don't need all this crazy shit. Mm -hmm. And it's like, again, the downside of it is that like all 3D printers and scanners are so much more accessible and it's progressing so rapidly that I think some of these kids get discouraged and just yeah. right away dismiss like there's no point in me even starting because I'm never going to catch up, which is not the yeah, case. Basically. Like I would go yeah. to a car show and I'll appreciate some kid that's just putting nothing but time in over some of these other guys that you know, like dropped a half a million dollars on a car whereas this kid's over here whittling it away out of scrap steel I, like i'll stare at his car for an hour and a half before that because i've seen that there's nothing really yeah. unique about it you just bought a lot of expensive parts and put them all in one place and i mean we're guilty yeah, of it sometimes too mm. because we got to pay bills and that's exactly what the customer wants like i want that so you put it together you send it out but at the same time in the shop we have our own passion projects that are like they don't make sense like at all like, it's like, <laughs> yeah the amount of time and effort invested is like you're, you're an idiot what are you doing you're like i just gotta i, I just, just gotta see it through i, I gotta see end. it through man yeah you've through. already gone that far yeah. so yeah yeah and that that's like where it started for me too where it was like okay i want to i want a cool you know roll cage or whatever in my car okay so i take it down to the local you know chassis shop or whatever and they want to charge, you know, ten thousand dollars mm. for a freaking, you know, chassis or whatever. And I was like, man, I can't afford that. Uh, or go to the guy to go do, you know, paint and body work or whatever. And it's just like, yeah, the body work and paint, and everything's going to be thirty, forty grand or mm. whatever. And it's just like, I can't afford any of this. Like that, you know. So it's like I, that's like the whole thing is like, like everything that I'm doing is it's like it's on a cheap and it's like I just put it together, but I try to turn it into like art i guess you could say yeah, yeah. you know functional art mm -hmm. um so it's like and i think that's what like stands out with with like the people because you know i'm i'm not in the positions where i have money mm -hmm. instagram and like social media can make it seem like you have money yeah. but it's mm -hmm. like i don't have money at all i just i saved up and bought some tools but i'm still just like engineering things backwards so that i know how they work mm -hmm. yeah and i can put it together with you know x and y and you know here's your outcome kind of thing like yeah. my front suspension out of my rat rod is from a 2004 like grand marquee like oh, you know crown yeah, Vic yeah. front subframe mm -hmm. but it's like i'm just cleaning it up and making it look better than the factory um like i'm using a a k-series a k24 a honda engine that's mated to a bmw transmission yeah. that's then going to be mated to a 2018 scion frs like <laughs> end. yeah like you know what i mean like it's just, you just but, it, but it's like these are like hand me down parts you yeah. know what i mean so it's just like just make it work and you know it might take a little bit of money but you know not a lot of us have the access to that yeah that uh, and we, we sort of preach it all the time and it doesn't necessarily come across as like you can take a stock part and just spend some time cleaning it up 
refinishing it, and it'll look better than an expensive part. Oh, just, yeah. Just through yeah. time and effort. And a lot of the yeah. stuff that we've done that stands out the most, there's like, it's more about the stuff we've taken away than the stuff that we've added. And people stand there and like, oh man, like if you can get something so clean that people wonder how it works, <laughs> like, how does yeah. this run? Where is everything? So we're not buying and yeah. throwing expensive parts at it. It's like placement and refinishing and having yeah. things, you know, pushing certain things back just by changing the color. So you're not, you know, put red hoses on something and it's like, oh my <laughs> <Yeah>. God, <laughs> you know, just make them black, push them back. And then it's like just cleaning stuff up. Yeah. So it's like, it's a big disconnect in the way things are done now. So it's, it's cool to see it like from the start. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So uh, it's just, it's, hopefully something comes from it i'm hoping to get these things out and you know hopefully take them to sema and then see where it goes from there like i always wanted to do stuff but i didn't have any anyone around me that knew about cars or anything yeah um, and yeah. so i had to pretty much learn everything from youtube um and so um like with my Datsun, like my white body Datsun, i didn't have i got like a harbor freight welder uh, sheet metal from Home Depot and just tacked everything together and like made it at least look not as terrible as it looked when I found it. Um, but uh, yeah, but even at that level, I didn't do, I didn't do at that level, I didn't do a great job and I knew it, but whenever I started working at the shop, because I, I'm the media, um, what, what's my, me, me. He can make up his own title. He's like executive in yes, charge executive, of. Yes, executive, yes, manager of media or something. But I manage all the, so all the social medias, all of that stuff. Okay. Uh, but yeah. so I have my own projects on the side, but it's really cool to be working, to be able to work here because they show me all the things because I've made so many mistakes, but they've also made a lot more mix mistakes than I have like in the past. And so I initially would have um, one, my one way, my one janky way of doing something. And they're like, no, 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 you have to do it this way. If you don't want to redo this again in like two months after you're driving down the road and something happened in the car or yeah. something like that. And so it's really cool to have like their, uh, yeah. I guess, knowledge. Cause we're, we're literally <laughs> those guys now. Like we've became those guys where it's like, I want a roll cage. You're like, okay, it's 10 grand. I want a crazy paint job. You're like, okay, it's $40,000. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's kind of where we, we're at that level where we're a disconnect from those young guys. But the thing that I don't see is those young guys asking for guidance. It's just that immediate dismissal. So then yeah. it's like, if you ask me, I can tell you how to do it cheaper if you mm -hmm. want to do it on your own yeah. and offer you some yeah. guidance. Mm -hmm. But instead it's like, because we have like one end of the spectrum and the other, and we're sort of at this end now and work towards that. It's like, it's just immediately dismissed. So it's like, they're missing a huge opportunity for, and I'm sure there's some guys that are legitimate gatekeepers that are like, fuck you, this is, you know, our thing. And yeah, if you can't afford yeah. it, then I don't have time to talk to you, but we're not those guys. No. So it's like, there's a progression. And I think there's like opportunity to, you know, start here and move there. So like, like I keep saying, like watching you evolve through all the steps and yeah. being able to show these kids that I hope they latch onto that and sort of see that this is like a very natural progression you don't just start at the top like mm -hmm. it's and i wish they would yeah. do more stuff to get an appreciation for how long it takes and how hard it is because it's yeah. just yeah. like for us it's like oh we're building this like is it done yet <laughs> when's this gonna be done what's yeah. wrong with you guys why haven't you finished this yet like buddy it's yeah, been why months. isn't it finished it's been months you're like oh my god okay cool <laughs> like yeah. we'll do what we can right. but <laughs> yeah it is yeah. very interesting yeah. yeah so it's it's a weird thing but 
Yeah, even with the like the what's it called the Lambo Tahoe yeah. thing that we're doing, we keep on getting messages. And it's like, oh, you guys have been building this thing for months and you haven't done it yet, or it's not done. Yeah, I'm like, we you come do this. We literally work on it like because <laughs> it's completely side thing, completely for yeah. fun. Literally only for social media because it's leftover parts and pieces, and we get to work yeah. on it like maybe three or four hours a week. Not even every week, yeah. like yeah, once every, every two or week, three weeks, because we have to be we, like this is a shop, and so it runs, and so and we need to be able to I don't know do other things that pay the bills and all of that, and so it's more yeah. like a side project. But it's it's yeah. interesting with the way social media is now. People just think things are just instantaneous, and don't think you actually have to do spend so much time working on things. Um, and so yeah, yeah, so that disconnect is still there. And so we're like, keep on. We're like, nope, we're still working on it. We're still working on it. <laughs> One day it'll be done. But <laughs> yeah, so your channel is like, yeah, it's super unique in that respect that you've rendered it and now you're going through all the steps to create it. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's yeah, pretty it's pretty cool. awesome. Yeah, yeah you've it. you've inspired me a lot with like seeing how far you've come. Even though I have been following you for maybe like a year or so now, but it's like it's pretty cool to see that you do pretty much the whole like the whole gamut pretty much you fabricate you design and all of that yeah so, yeah yeah it's it's definitely uh it's time consuming but it's it's fun like mm -hmm. it's really fun because like now i'm working with like a lot more companies that are helping out mm -hmm. and they're seeing that i'm actually doing things like yeah. uh like one of the companies um send cut send i don't mm -hmm. know if you follow yeah. them yeah yeah they do all the laser cutting and everything so i did a render for them for their their jet car that they uh revealed last year oh yeah year that weird looking low thing yeah oh shoot that yeah, was, so that was I, pretty cool i designed that and then they just kind of made it real or whatever um and then but i i met them years previously from uh kyle kuhnhausen oh he, yeah, he does all yeah, the crazy. yeah 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 so like it was weird because we went to sema and like this was before like i was i guess decent at fabrication or whatever but he like knew who I was like he came up to me wow. I know who he was but he came up to me and he's like hey dude I love what you're doing like good work like keep wow. it up, whatever. Uh, I have an opportunity for you it's just like oh okay like cool and then <laughs> so he introduced me to Jim which is the owner of Sen Cut Sen uh, or one of the owners or whatever CEO um, and so like I've been working with them for a while now with doing all my CAD stuff like mm -hmm. I I specifically saved up money and i bought my own cnc plasma and like so cool. i learned cad myself and everything mm -hmm. i was like oh man i'm gonna make so many cool parts and then it's like now i don't even use it it just sits in the garage because <laughs> i'm just using them because yeah. they're like supporting everything mm -hmm. and i'm yeah. just like man this is i feel spoiled but at the same time it's like it took a long time to get here you know what i mean yeah. so yeah it's finally starting to show and it's like it's super cool like all the people i get to meet and like all the stuff that i'm doing and the opportunities that like you're just kind of you know coming with it with everything that i'm doing so yeah, yeah. it's fun it's definitely fun like i i hope there's more in the future but i mean you know. that's a testament to what you're doing because like we again i'm not trying it's like we get dismissed because we have sponsors and all this kind of stuff but there's a yeah, lot of requirements yeah. that you got to meet and they want to see that you're doing it and they want to see that you're you know all this kind of stuff so it's a whole nother side of it that i think people dismiss and it's like it's admirable when you're when you do it and you prove yourself and you're showing that grind and you're showing consistency and that's literally what it takes to get sponsors and you see things get progressively easier and mm -hmm. easier and easier so it's like it's pretty cool yeah yeah so yeah and it's 
go ahead no i don't know ahead. if you were gonna say something no, no, oh, no, no yeah but but yeah it's it's definitely helping a lot like it like i said it's just like i'm doing all this all myself really so it's like when people are getting on board and making it easier for me then i can show more of like what i can do you know based off of their services or whatever like now i'm working with someone uh nuke performance oh uh, yeah, those guys <laughs> I, yeah i met them at, at sema a couple years ago too and mm-hmm. it's like uh gustav and tor they're just like you know we want to be on board with what you're doing so i was like all right let's do it so you know now i've got them on board which is like a whole different ball game for me because yeah. it's like you know trying to afford these big name parts and everything <laughs> yeah. it's just yeah. can be difficult yeah, when they're you're doing super it yourself. good guys yeah. My car is full yes. of their stuff too. I love it. So, yeah, we use and it often. They've been really yeah. good with us. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're they're really cool. And uh, so it's like, just just who I meet is basically like great at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You know, who wants to like basically show that like okay, we can put our trust in this guy because he's actually doing something. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, and I hope that everybody takes away from that. That's just like it. It won't just come to you like no no, no one's no one's just gonna be like it's got a free ride like so it's yeah no one see a lot of these people with all this sponsorship it's like when i see it they had to have at some point put the grind in to prove themselves worthy of getting and it's not always free stuff like a lot of times you're just getting a discount or you're you see the crossover between the two things and an opportunity to promote each other and even what comes with that it gives you other opportunity because when you start getting sponsors i feel like it starts to legitimize what you're doing and who you are because bigger companies and bigger entities want to participate with you and it's generally based on your efforts like it didn't come from nothing so it's like that's a pretty cool part of it so when i see people that are starting to pair with different companies and opportunities it's like i know that there's more behind it because i've had to do it Mm -hmm. so it's like this guy must be doing real things if these guys want to participate with him yeah so it's like i think that's where some of these kids like they think it's just free stuff like they hit them up like i can i get this (laughs) you're like what are you going to do for me Mm -hmm. so it's like you got to prove yourself before you can even approach them generally so or buy their parts like a lot of times i'll fall in love with somebody's part like i'm sure you're aware of it like we've done a whole bunch of SEMA stuff and I've been offered all kinds of things but if I don't believe in that part I won't use it even if it's free yeah so like guys yeah. like nuke and stuff like they've stepped up and you're like man this stuff is great and it's like I don't expect it for free and it's awesome that they offer me discounts and they have sent me free stuff but I make sure everybody knows that I use their stuff and that I love it yeah and then that's where yeah. they get their value out of me so mm-hmm. it's like but a lot of yeah. people are just like oh you get free everything so that's why you can do what you can do you're like Oh man, it's sweat equity. I've been yeah. know, earning this since day one. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like I work, I work five, six hours a day, and then like I start off at, I start my day off at like five thirty in the morning, and then you know I'll work my five, six hours, and I'll come home and I'll do another like eight to ten hours, you know, fabricating stuff or you know rendering stuff, and mm-hmm. it's just like. I've been doing it the same thing, you know, for five, six years straight now. And it's just like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's finally starting to pay off, but it's like, it yep. took me so long to get here. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a long haul. So, Overnight yeah, it success. really is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's probably never going to get easier, yeah. too, Dom. Is you're just going to keep yeah. on moving up the ladder and it just, you know, the challenges just get deeper and deeper. Yeah. So just keep, just keep, keep yeah, grinding, I'm, man, because you're doing it. We haven't yeah, stopped. I'm definitely trying. 
Yeah. <laughs> Every I'm time we think we get there, it's like something new comes out. You're like, oh no, now we Here need we one of those. Here yeah. we go again. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Like my, my biggest thing now is it's like now that I've stepped into the CAD world, I have a friend that has uh, a three axis CNC. And I'm just like, yes. man, if I had that tool, I could do so many things right? with yeah. it. You know, mm-hmm. and it's just like, that, that would be like cool for me. I want to learn like all these machines and everything. Yeah, that's so that the I curse because we're the exact same. <laughs> yeah. So every time you, yeah. it's like, okay, we got one now. And then it's like, oh, here's the new one. You're like, oh, and it never, it literally never ends. Like, yeah. it never ends. If you're yeah. in it and you want to be constantly progressing and like, it never ends. Like, you're never going to get rich doing this because you're constantly <laughs> reinvesting into things. But I mean, it opens up so many doors and keeps mm-hmm. it interesting. So, like we're old yeah now, and it's like but i didn't even realize yeah, i got old because it's just been we've been going the whole time we haven't had time to get old because <laughs> yeah. we're just yeah, constantly like, grinding oh, that, that much time's passed yeah, yeah. holy <laughs> shit <laughs> but uh yeah it's just like and i really i'm not even doing it to like even make money from mm-hmm. it if i make money from it cool you know yeah. it's just like i'm just doing it just because like it's fun doing it yeah. you know what i mean and that's that's a lot of things too like people are just like man i love what you're doing it's like inspiring you know like hope you're doing well and it's just like you know you're gonna make a lot of money in the end and i'm just like i mean you know money's cool but it's like i'm just doing it because i like doing it like the fact that i have the tools i have now and like the people that are backing me it's just gonna make the ideas even more ridiculous that that i can bring to life and Mm -hmm. it's like that's what's fun is is like being able to do all this stuff myself with like my own hands you yeah. know what i mean well that's that's the so, sort of the blessing part of it is we can't necessarily afford the things that we can create <laughs> other people yeah. have to make money to buy what we make but we can just make yeah. it so mm-hmm. well, we might not have yeah. all the money in the world but we have the things that you know so it's pretty cool to be able to do it yeah and i'd say like yeah. for us we're kind of the same as you like not really in it to make money like yeah we're, we're running a business we're doing this and we have you know the 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 responsibility of what that actually means but like it's the passion of like creation we joke about it all the yeah. time you know like that's that's the driving force of it and that's you know if you, if you love what you do and you do it for that reason the money the money is the other side of it mm-hmm. that doesn't really yeah. matter like it matters but it's not the driving force yeah and you yeah. find great yeah. success just in pursuing that you know, yeah. that alone is worth pursuing. We, we miss the garage days. Yeah, honestly. When yeah. you're just out there doing it just for the just sake for of you. doing it. Yeah. You know, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So like seeing guys yeah. like you, Dom, like you're out, you're out in your driveway, man. Rain or shine. We're jealous of you. Doing your thing. And <laughs> I was like, damn, dude, that looks dope, <laughs> man. But, yeah. yeah. And it, it, it's funny because uh, so where I live, we live on a like an acre, a little bit bigger than an acre like property, right? So there's, we split it down in half because I'm supposed to get like the other half mm-hmm. um, so I could take care of my grandpa and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, I think about it and it's like, I, I want to build this, you know, four car shop or whatever so that I have this cool workshop or whatever to work in. But it's like, I actually strangely like working outside. <laughs> like, it's- even though it's hot, even though it's hot, it gets windy. Like we get terrible wind Dusty, here. Yeah, it, it gets yeah. So that's like you know, it's it sucks welding sometimes. Yeah, no I shit. have to fight the dust and, and all that inside the crevices. But it's like, it's honestly like an experience. Mm-hmm. And it's like I know once I go to like a shop kind of deal, it's just like, and I'm gonna miss working outside. Yeah, and I don't will. even know if I even really want to spend the money on the shop because it's just like 
I'm cool with just a shade structure and and a slab on you know the side, and I feel I yeah. could build some stuff out of it. <laughs> we got, you know what we I mean? got a crazy facility here, and like I was out doing a top end on a Bentley out in front of the shop in the parking lot, just out in the sun doing my thing. So yeah, I feel it. Yeah, man. Those yeah, are good days. So. Yeah, but you gotta you gotta evolve. You gotta do your thing, and, and just the natural yeah, progression of it yeah. will will be a thing. But you'll always reflect back on these times, right? You'll be like, man, I remember when that was dope. You know, it was mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. I cool. think. Yeah, cool. I don't even know yeah, how long we've gone. We go. It's like, oh, oh my gosh, we've been yeah. going for a while. But Two hours. Yeah, I know. Thank you so much for uh, for tuning in and joining on, joining in on this podcast. Yeah, uh, we'll be following your work as usual, and uh, yeah, we're very we're looking forward to see all the awesome things that you create. Um, so again, if you guys are interested that are listening, he is altered intent. So just type it in Instagram, Facebook. What else do you have? Uh, TikTok. Um, TikTok, and YouTube. yeah, you guys can check out some of his awesome yeah. builds and all of that. Um, and uh, yeah, if this is your first time also listening or watching, we are Trick Factory Customs. You can check us out all our social media platforms, Trick Factory Customs, uh, Instagram, TikTok, same things he's on pretty much. And uh, yeah, we will see you guys next week. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Hey Dom, great chatting with you, man. Looking Thanks, forward guys. to meeting you and seeing you in 2023. Oh man. yeah, I guess we're going to yeah. see you. Yeah, yeah. See you yeah. that'll be fun. Yeah, I'll man. See you guys Can't there. wait to see that Model T down there, man. Yeah, sick. Okay, yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. Keep right. it see up. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, appreciate it. Cheers. Later.